0: outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask
1: Alan, anything in the world? Hello, everybody, and welcome to this uh, episode of Ask Alan, the podcast. Uh, I've got with me today uh, a great guest, Mr. Bradley Wilford, who is uh, the COO, the Chief Operating Officer of RKA, uh, RKA Construction, one of uh, real prominent uh, construction companies uh, here in Memphis. You see their signs uh, all over the place. Bradley, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Alan. Bradley, first of all, uh, are you a native Memphian? I've lived here most of my
0: life. Um, I've lived here since 1979, so uh, that's uh, most of my life.
1: Where are you from originally? Uh,
0: I lived in Bristol as a young child.
1: Bristol, Connecticut? Bristol, Tennessee. Oh, Bristol, Tennessee. All right. I almost said Bristol, England, but uh, it didn't sound... uh, (laughs) So so you you grew up, or at least... uh, uh, you come from the land of uh, the racing nascars
0: yeah well appalachian uh mountain area yes
1: okay all right um so what brought you to 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 Memphis? uh
0: we moved here when i was uh was a child we had family here uh when I was seven um, uh, we moved here and and uh had had a lot of family in this region and um grandparents aunts uncles that sort of thing and um so we we made our life in Memphis.
1: Well, very good how um so how does a has an appalachian boy comes to relocates to Memphis? How does he get into the construction uh, business?
0: Well, interesting question I um, always really enjoyed building stuff and work with my hands um, when I was really young and um, I had the good fortune of um you know being able to experiment in the garage and have access to tools and things like that and so um you know i think that's where i uh developed an interest in just you know being able to explore that um and believe it or not i i started watching this old house when i was a little kid and um i really liked fine uh fine home building uh and that kind of craftsmanship and i decided when I was about 20 that I wanted to build a canoe, a wooden canoe. And um, I started working on it and um, uh, I was a salesman at Outdoors Incorporated. And um, I had a customer that had a really nice uh, home building company, uh, residential remodeling. And uh, I basically just begged him to, to take me as an employee. And uh, because I was interested in, in woodworking, and um, my goal there was to was to become a trim carpenter for him, and I did, and um, had a had a great run with Turner Remodeling. Um, I spent a little longer at University of Memphis because I was, you know, working in construction, and, but I loved it. Um, and uh, when I took my uh, I had about five or six years working in, in fine homes around Memphis and um, that allowed me to, to go to college and and uh, really helped me in my college career too. And when I graduated from from college, I, I applied for some uh, jobs around town and I got a oil investment company. And so, um, you know, there I was handling property management and project management, uh, primarily for retail. Um, but my construction background served me very well in that project management role. Um, you know, because I was familiar with everything on the job site, uh, and, and had worked in the field. And so, um, you know, I, I thought at the time I was, uh, you know, it was just really a great opportunity for me and, and Ball was very good to me for about 12 years. I was with Boyle Investment Company. and. Um, it's a great place to be. We we developed several shopping centers around town, and and worked at remodeling a lot of shopping centers. And um, I worked there until about 2010, um, and then I was able to uh, go to St. Francis Hospital for CBRE, and um, worked with hospitals on some of their real estate problems. Um, you know whether it was construction or facilities or or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, most recently, I was involved uh, for the past five years with the Crosstown Concourse uh, development and uh, running operations there.
1: Well, that uh, Crosstown is was is a monumental achievement from Memphis, and um, as as someone who was involved in the construction, what are your is has it developed into the to the institution that you thought it would be?
0: Well, I think Crosstown is an example of something that is, that is better than what we could have ever imagined. Um, you know, I started before any tenants had moved in. Uh, we, I worked very closely with Grinder Tabor Grinder. that was a general contractor. I was with commercial advisors that was uh, managing operations and facilities. Um, but um, I am so happy to have been a part of Crosstown those five years. Um, it was, a, it was a great experience, it was fun. You're right, it has, has had a huge impact on Memphis. Um, it was very positive to Memphis. Um, in, in my wildest dreams, I just, I'm just still stunned. And I, and I worked on the project, but I'm, I'm still stunned at how it's been received. And when you're giving tours and people are coming from around the country, to look at, you know, how it was done and how we did it, and and you know, all those that worked on it, um, it, it really, um, you know, it really makes you realize that that was a great project for Memphis, and so, um, you know, there were a lot of great Memphians involved in that project. So, um, you know, it was definitely a, a team effort. Um, but uh, I, I'm just glad to have been a part of it for sure.
1: Tell us a little bit about uh, RKA. Uh- Lots of different kind of construction companies out there. What, what? Get a little bit about its background and what uh, what does it do these days?
0: Well, it um, primarily uh, a majority of our work is um, you know fine home building, remodeling, um, and uh, you know our core values is that we're you know our first one is that we're we're um, we're craftsmen first, and so. Um, we, we do work on um, you know fine homes around town. Uh, we do some commercial work um, and um, you know we just we have a great process for doing that work. We um, are very detailed. Um, I think we're really good at communicating with uh, owners of property uh, so that we're keeping them abreast of everything. Uh, we make them a part of the team that we're you know, as we're doing something, we really want their involvement and um, we're in it together. And so we, we stress all that. And so I think that's one of the big differentiators with us is that um, our process is really nailed down and um, we uh, we really strive to, to, you know, make it a great project. Uh, we're really transparent with uh, our process and our pricing and, and um, you know, all of that is where uh, The customer can see all of that. So, um, you know, that's kind of, I think what sets us apart.
1: From a business standpoint, uh, seems that all sectors of the economy, uh, worried about two things, uh, supply chain and employees. Uh, what, from your perspective, uh, in the construction industry, how are those two, uh, challenges affecting your industry?
0: Well, they definitely have an impact. Um, I'll address the labor one first. Um, you know, the, the labor one, what we do and what we're continuing to do to, to, to try to help with the labor um, situation. First off, we want to humanize the, the construction site. And so um, we, we genuinely care about every member of that, that's on a job site. And so I think that's evident that that you know we care about their well-being. Um, we care about their safety, we care about how they're treated. Um, and so um, you know I think that helps us to to keep people engaged in projects and, and make it where they want to work for us. Um, and that's subcontractor rate arrangements that's you know, different trade partners that we have. Um, we we want to treat them with respect and dignity and um and they're a part of our team. And so um, that helps make a difference, I think. Um there is genuinely a, a skills gap um, you know, right now that has been going on in our industry for a number of years, and that's really any trade, I think, has had a skills gap. I think um there are a lot of good organizations that are that are trying to address that. Um uh you know, and just finding people that want to learn. Um, and so I think that is helping um, that that younger people are wanting to look at it. And there's a fair amount of younger people that are looking at uh, are now are looking at a trade um, maybe differently than they did 10 years ago. Um, uh, some people are looking at it as it used to be everybody wanted to go to college. But I think people are starting to take a second look. Um, at, at trades because uh, you know you, you take on a big debt when you go to college. Uh, what most people do anyway, and um, you know sometimes those jobs at the end are are, are tough to find and and um, it may not be an environment you want to be in anyway. Um, so uh, you know you might graduate with sixty, seventy thousand dollars in in student loan debt for an undergraduate degree, and and uh, you know. Um, you know, will that job really help you pay off your student debt? And so, whereas you know, you can go to HVAC school and um, you know have a job while you're in school, um, which is another great thing. Um, you can have a job in your field, as a matter of fact, and uh, then when you get out, you've got a you've got a great job. Um, so I think I think people are looking at trades differently now, which I think is is uh, uh, needed. Um, and um, you, know, as a carpenter myself, I actually think of myself as a carpenter first, um, not as a, a graduate of the University of Memphis. I think of myself as a carpenter, and, and I'm proud of that. And um, I think people I think the uh, general consensus of that is changing um, for the better, in my opinion. Um, so again, there's a lot of angles on the labor part. Um, uh, uh, the supply part is a little different uh, in that you know we're still dealing with the lingering effects of manufacturing and COVID. We're dealing with um, uh, transportation and logistics issues, um, and so those will continue. Um, you know, cost has gone up, fuel cost has gone up. Um, these are all impacting our materials, um, but I'm, we've already started to see. Uh, some drops and in, and in, in, or some direction back down in lumber, not huge uh, decreases, but I, I think that will correct itself. Um, you know, in, the, in the coming year, I think that'll uh, will get better. Um, there's still tremendous demand for things like glass and cabinets and doors and hardware and and all that. So uh, I think the market will will uh, will correct the situation.
1: You know, I'd, I'd be interested in your reaction to this as somebody who's in the business. Um, but it just seems to me, driving around town, that Memphis is kind of going through a, a renaissance, if you will, of construction. Um, something not, that I really haven't seen in the 30 or 40 years that I've been an adult living in, in Memphis. I mean, there have been projects, but it just seems like everywhere you turn, not only there's there new construction, but... Uh, University of Memphis is, is building new buildings, Uh Laboner Hospital's building a new building, um, just lots of uh, construction in the private and public sector. What, am I right, is this unusual? And if so, what do you think is the cause of
0: Well, I, I think um, maybe starting about five or six years ago, uh, I think there has been some renewed interest in Memphis. Um, and there is definitely a different attitude in the air, and and I, I saw it, uh, I saw it with, with Crosstown. In, in that, I think people looked at that and thought, "Wow, this really is possible here." And and um, it's possible for a development like that to be very successful. And um, you know, I think there's been enough demand on the multifamily sector to to make people. Think about Memphis again uh, and with new projects that have been built, neat projects that have been built, um, plans for lots of great commercial projects in town. Um, and if you if you look at it from like a land economic standpoint or, or, a, or a historical standpoint of the real estate uh, world in Memphis, you know, the city was developed on the river in the Mid East. And, and what you're seeing is. In a lot of ways you're seeing that that wave come come back the same direction right so uh, you know Charlie does the development that's uh, north of the pyramid uh, the pyramid gets redone uh, crosstown opens uh, you know as we move through uh, Midtown uh, North proper project uh, we've got uh, uh, the Brooks Museum is moving back downtown or moving to downtown I should say um, Great project! Uh, I understand in the paper the other day that uh, we have some more interest in 100 North Main, um, so we, we have some potential there. Um, so we're we're basically going back to to remodel things that uh, originally were part of our development history of Memphis, and so I, I think it's very exciting. Um, I love to see these old buildings get restored. Um, you know, having having worked on uh, uh, starting my career in and around the Rhodes college campus, and when I was a carpenter, and uh, then getting to work on Crosstown. Um, so I'd love to see in uh, you know, the turn of the century buildings to save. So,
1: other than Crosstown, uh, what what's the coolest uh, project you've you've worked on, large or small?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, well, I. Um, when I was at Boyle, we developed Lena Central Shopping Center, and that was a that was a fun shopping center to build in in Collierville. Um Had a lot of fun working on one in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, on behalf of Boyle. Um, so that was a that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, those are two very memorable ones to me. All
1: right, very good. Well, what's uh, RKA working on now?
0: Uh, we're working on, on uh, we're working on our customers so we're we're, uh, we're doing what uh, what they need us to do so um, you know we take it very seriously and and uh, you know we're working on uh, continuing continually refining our processes um, and we're also trying to keep up with um, trends that are out there um, you know, energy management uh, and, and smart homes and, and um, uh, these kind of things are, are increasingly becoming a part of our world um, in, in trying to build sustainable homes and, and um, you know, work on those next level things that people want to see.
1: What, uh, that's a, a good segue. What do, you, what do you think are the new trends in residential housing that might surprise people or that we ought to look out for?
0: Well, I think um, uh, going out a little a little bit in the future, um, I think energy management control systems um, uh, are gonna play a vital role going forward um, as we start thinking about energy efficient appliances and um, energy efficient heating and cooling. Um, that is that wave is really just beginning in residential. Um, it started in commercial, uh, people taking it more and more seriously. Um, and then, you know, as you may know, Crosstown is a LEED certified platinum building, the largest one in the world. Um, and so energy management was a, was a huge um, a huge part of that project. Um, and so in the residential world, we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing uh, continued interest on in the commercial side um, for, Energy efficiency, and that's not just necessarily uh, lead-certified buildings, but but um, just looking at it like what is a responsible thing to do. And so um, we're having uh, you know customers more concerned about um, how we're recycling things that come out of the home, you know, and we make sure they get donated and things like that. And so um, there's just more
1: conversation like that. Sure, sure, sure. Well, Bradley, I appreciate your time. It's been a fascinating conversation. Memphis is on the move, and uh, RKA has a lot to do with that. And uh, uh, you, you know, just tying a few elements together, you know, if young person is watching this and thinking about um, a trade, you're a good example of someone who has uh, not just gotten a job but built a, a very, uh, I don't know, uh, a very prominent career Uh, starting with the trade. So congratulations and uh, thank you for all you do and all RKA does for our city.
0: Thank you for what you do, Alan. I appreciate you having
1: me on. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, well, Bradley's going to go build Memphis and I'm going to go get some justice. So (laughs) sounds good. Thank you all for watching. If you enjoyed this program, please share it, email it, comment on social media about it. Uh, And for now, I'm Alan Crone, the CEO of the Crone Law Firm. Thank you all for watching.